say that getting in shape is hard, but no one told you about the struggle. It's time for you to get healthy, but business and family make life complicated. Discover all the high-performance secrets that founders and busy entrepreneurs use to ensure they stay fit and lean, no matter how busy they get. This podcast is a reminder to use those secrets, which make getting in shape easy and stress-free, while doing it in a way that fits your busy lifestyle. And ultimately, this will make you a better performer at work and home. You're listening to The High Performance Founder with your host, Dan Goh. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Great to have you here. And uh, I am still in uh, Mexico right now. We're uh, gearing up for the little conference that we're about to hit. It's going to be with a bunch of my uh, entrepreneur friends, and I always look forward to these conferences as it gives me a chance to reconnect with uh, my friends. It gives me a chance to just be able to hug them and look them in the eye, which is not something that we've been able to do in person since this whole pandemic started. So it'll be really cool because I'm going to see a couple of my clients at this conference as well. And I told them uh, they've made some incredible strides with their bodies. They've completely changed them. And I actually told them, Hey, we're we're going to I'm going to unveil you like Vanna White does when she pulls out the <laughs> the little cover off of the Corvette and show everyone uh, the the things that you've been working so hard for over the past couple of years. I'm I'm super excited for that. And something that I really am proud of is the fact that it's not necessarily about getting to a weight loss result for us, that to us is the easy part, the magic in what we do, and the true impact that we make with our clients is through helping them sustain the weight off and create this new baseline and this new identity for how much they weigh, how they treat their bodies, and what their lifestyles are like. So one thing I want to get through to you is the fact that your goal is not just to lose weight, okay? Your goal is to lose weight and to have the habits and the lifestyle that sustain the weight off and do so in a way where you never have to worry about gaining weight ever, ever again. And this is the pinnacle. This is exactly where we should be headed. So when I hear people go for these weight loss challenges where they're trying to lose 20 pounds in six weeks, I know for a fact that 99.9% of people who do this are going to put the weight back on. The faster you try to lose it, the faster you're going to lose it. All right. So let's talk about sustainable weight loss here. And what exactly is sustainable weight loss? I said in the beginning, it is the ability to maintain the weight that is lower than where you are right now and actually feel normal there to feel like it is your new baseline. And what should be the goal of every single weight loss program? It is to lose the weight and to actually keep it off for the rest of your life. But what are the facts here? The fact is, is that short-term weight loss is very common. You know someone that's lost a bunch of weight off of their bodies. Probably you've lost a bunch of weight off of your body, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, You've done this over the course of years, and this is very common with a lot of people. Now, the unfortunate fact is that 
not a lot of people actually keep the weight off. You've probably been through this yo-yo cycle yourself. You lose a bunch of weight, you do something that's unsustainable, and then you steadily but surely creep the weight back on, even though you're doing the same things. And long-term weight loss is very difficult, okay, with less than half the people who achieve significant weight loss not being able to sustain the results. And this is because of the plan that they're on, usually, and also because they just don't know what sustainable weight loss looks like, and also the body's defense mechanisms that usually try to stop them from losing weight. And I did an entire podcast on this uh, just uh, the other, just recently, I think, maybe the last couple of weeks. Uh, it is uh, about sustainable weight loss. It's kind of like the abbrev- the episode that you should be watching before this. And I will go over some of these defense mechanisms in this episode, but I would suggest to go and watch that and we'll have that in the show notes for you. So why is sustainable weight loss super freaking hard? Well, number one, it's going to go with a reduction of the calories that you burn every single day. So if you lose like 20 pounds or 30 pounds off of your body, you are going to reduce the amount of energy that you need in order to sustain yourself at whatever that body weight is. And most people look at this as like metabolic adaption, but no, it's like, hey, if you're 240 and you get down to 210 pounds, guess what? It's not going to take that much energy to keep you at 210 as it did at 240. This is just logical and it's the law of thermodynamics. So the other thing that happens when people lose weight is that your body goes through these defense mechanisms. They actually increase hunger. They increase appetite. And the increase in hunger is due to the hormone called ghrelin. So when you lose a bunch of weight, this hormone gets up-leveled and then it has you uh, going into your nutrition plan on a daily basis. And sometimes you may feel like you need to snack and eat when you don't necessarily eat. And that is when ghrelin rears its ugly head. The other one is an appetite. So this is actually a big one where people will eat a dinner or they'll eat a meal and then they'll feel hungry right afterwards. And why is this? Because your body down levels your appetite hormone, which is leptin. And it's the signal between your brain and your body to signal when you are full and how much you should eat. And that signal gets... uh, a little bit confused when you lose a bunch of weight. And your your body's number one primary goal is to help you survive. So when you lose a bunch of weight, it actually thinks that you are attacking the body. It, it really does think that our bodies are really just not much evolved from 20,000 years ago. And they were not actually designed to lose weight in the first place. They were designed to survive. So your body's doing whatever it can to keep you uh, alive. And sometimes it may fight you in regards to that. It's just something that you you need to know. The other reasons are people just don't adapt the appropriate behaviors or habits or even identity to maintain their weight off. They I always get this question at the end of uh, a diet and people are asking, so what happens at the end of the diet? Do I just like go back to what I was doing before? And I don't believe in total restriction. I do believe that your diet should be preferential towards what you like doing. But at the same time, there has to be some concessions. There has to be some compromises. Uh, I had a client who would uh, be amazing. His diet would be perfect from like Monday to Friday. And then come the weekend, he would just get wasted with his friends. And along with being wasted, uh, he would just binge drink or actually binge drink and binge eat because everyone doesn't know the, the amount of appetite that comes with binge drinking and alcohol. Uh, 
So alcohol is actually just as bad as uh, smoking weed when it comes to binge eating. Uh, and it does increase your hunger. And you probably felt hungry when you've had a bunch of alcohol in your body. So the other one is going to be the psychology. So you're, you have this self-image that you are living up to on a regular basis. This self-image has to change. And I liken it to this conversation I was having with an entrepreneur where I asked him, hey, so you've grown this company to $10 million in the last five years. Are you the same entrepreneur as you were five years ago? And they, he would actually say to me, no, absolutely not. I am light years ahead of him. So then I ask him again, so, hey, when it comes to your body, are you the same person as you were five years ago? And unfortunately, he, he says to me in a little bit of a shameful voice, he's like, I am actually worse. So your self-image has to change. And a lot of things that I talk about with entrepreneurs is that they put they actually level up so much inside of the way that they see themselves when it comes to business and they have to do the same things when it comes to their bodies you can't set a new goal without becoming a new person and this goes along with the internal monologue and the belief systems that you have and and the way that in which you speak to yourself the way in which you reward yourself like things like if you i, I had a client who would always want to eat pizza after he hit a sales goal. And while that's great, but that's what we do with dogs. You know, we, we reward dogs with food and we can do so many other different rewards that would just be conducive to the level of health and the identity that he's working towards that doesn't involve having to reach for something like a whole pizza. All right. So, so we have to switch these things up and this, happens over the course of time. I'm not going to say this thing happens overnight. It rarely ever does. But when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So I want to share with you the six principles to sustainable weight loss. And these are ones in which you would look at as the long-term road towards keeping the weight off. I mean, losing the weight, again, that is the easy part. And we'll actually go through what you should be doing to lose the weight in order to achieve sustainable weight loss. But let's start with the most important thing first, the most important pillar, which is the fact that you need to evolve yourself. You can't be the same person as you were if you were to reach this weight loss goal that you set for yourself and keep it. Your habits, your identities, your behaviors, the way then which you reward yourself has to change. So in a recent systematic review of successful weight loss maintainers, the research ex- researchers identified that people who have been able to successfully keep the weight off, they spoke about having to form a new identity. All right. So you have a lot of weight to lose and you're not going to lose it by maintaining your previous lifestyle habits and behaviors. Okay. So when you are changing your body, the perception of who you are actually needs to change as well. So I look at it as like the mindset needs to change from I got to do this to I must do this to, yo, I need to do this because it's going to make me feel better. And let's, let's use an example. So people are like, yeah, I got to hit the gym. I should hit the gym. And I hear that all the time. And then it gets to a point where let's just say they join our program. They're like, I need to hit the gym. I need to schedule this in. This needs to be a priority right now. And then it needs to get to a point where 
you actually crave going to the gym because it gives you more peace because it helps you manage your mood because it helps you get away from all the thoughts that you're thinking inside of work where you look at it as a sanctuary rather than as a place to torture yourself right and same thing goes with nutrition you have to go from oh i need to go on a diet to hey i need to feed myself nutritious foods i need to do this and the reason i need to do this is because I want to feel better. I want to feel energetic. I want to feel focused. I want to feel concentrated. And I can't do that if I'm eating pizzas all day. All right. So you need to evolve your identity. You need to evolve yourself. And part of the ways in which we do this with clients is through uh, visualization, through setting directive affirmations, setting mission statements. And also one of the things that we do is we just ask them, hey, what's the top three habits that would make weight loss almost irrelevant? Right. So a couple of them that we'd see with clients is like, okay, so instead of having 10 drinks a week, cut it down to two, two or three drinks a week. Uh, It is looking like eliminating all forms of snacking, especially at night. It is uh, committing to eating a diet of 90% a thousand year old foods that have been around for thousands of years. So this is where we need to evolve ourselves to. And it happens over the course of time. So every single action that you take is a vote for the person that you eventually want to become. All right. So that's, I didn't say that. That's James Clear from uh, his book, Atomic Habits. But we change our identities through actions. And then I'll give you a little tip in regards to these identity changes as well. It's like when you are starting to take the actions towards the person that you are becoming, start to give thanks for those actions. Oh my God. And start to actually feel the feelings that come with taking these positive actions. So if you do a workout, oh, I feel so much better after that. If you if you eat a, a really nutritious meal after a workout or even just outside of a workout, doesn't matter. And you're just like, oh my God, I'm able to concentrate so much better on this food than if I was to eat a, you know, like a processed protein bar or something like that. So You must evolve yourself. You must change your identity. That is pillar number one. Pillar number two, you have to have some form of daily activity in your life. So sure, okay, exercise can help you burn calories, but exercise goes much deeper than that. All right. It is, And also, like, if you're trying to exercise to burn calories, this is not something that we get our clients to do whatsoever because it is a losing road. We actually get our clients to do the opposite, which is use their exercise to build as much muscle as possible in order to facilitate the compound interest of metabolism building, which is the, each pound of muscle gives you anywhere between three to seven calories of, uh, to play with in your metabolism. It doesn't sound like much, but over the course of time, you start building uh, more muscle on your body. You start to increase the amount of calorie burn that you get from the muscle that you have on your body. So anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself, but we want a regular exercise routine. And this is because it's demonstrated to be common among people who achieve long-term weight loss. And the reason why is because exercise appears to improve your satiety levels by sensitizing your brain to your satiety signals and hormones. Are you enjoying the show thus far? We go through so many resources and links with the podcast. It's tough to keep up. I get it. That's why Dan and the rest of the team put together the High Performance 7. It's a free online course that helps entrepreneurs get lean, build muscle, and increase energy in a way that fits their lifestyle. 
We go over things like how to burn fat like a 20-year-old, the lazy man's way to building muscle, the 10-minute Superman system, the lead domino that makes all other things easy, and so much more. The best part? As a valued listener of the show, you can access the High Performance 7 100% free of charge. That's right, for simply being awesome and tuning in. To get full access, all you have to do is go to www.highperformance7.com. It's high performance, all spelled out, and the number 7.com. And fill out the short form there for us to give you full access. Once again, www.highperformance7.com. Now, back to the show. So I look at this as like, hey, have you ever done like a weight training or resistance training program? Super light. You know, we don't get our clients to do circuits or anything like that. I, I actually think that increases hunger. But if they do a, a weight workout and they're done, they're usually not really hungry for the next like two or three hours. You know, sometimes we have to force them to eat so they don't skip meals. But usually their their bodies don't necessarily just crave food. Have you ever felt that before? Right. And there is also a subset of the population of people who, when they get a great workout in, they, they want to actually continue on the positive, the positive string. So they find themselves eating more healthy as a result. Right. That could be you as well. Something we realize with daily activity is that it just manages your, uh, your mood a lot better and your energy. And when your mood and energy are managed, you're better able to control hunger and appetite. A lot of the times people eat is because they're either bored, tired, stressed, or some other emotion, whatever it is. So if we can actually help you manage mood and appetite, then that is going to get you closer to being able to control your diet in the long term. So having a daily activity or having some daily activity is going to be conducive to helping you keep the weight off and I'll leave you with this one little study that they did with The Biggest Loser. Uh, I don't know if you remember that TV show. It's where like people who are just like morbidly obese, they go on the show, they do some extreme shit in order to lose the weight off of their bodies. And they found after doing this uh, little study where they kind of just like re-engage the people a year after they've lost weight, they found that the people who have kept up a daily form of exercise, those are the people who have actually been able to keep off the most amount of weight. So have some form of daily exercise. It doesn't have to be all weight training or all resistance training. Get outside for a walk or go on your treadmill for a walk. Do something. Get, I say like 8 to 10K steps, but whatever it is for you, whatever your fancy is when it comes to getting out there and moving, you go do that, all right? And I support you. So number three, it's what we talked about before, which is understanding your body's defense mechanisms. We talked about the, the fact that losing weight up levels ghrelin and down levels your appetite hormone leptin. So you have to know about this stuff, right? So we did a little, I'm referring back to the podcast that we did, which is uh, again about sustainable weight loss. And in that podcast, what we wanted to do is we wanted to actually just make sure that we show you what these defense mechanisms are. All right. And I'm actually pulling up the, <laughs> The actual episode in which you can go, which is episode 16 of the High Performance Founder. And we take you through this uh, wave method. 
And the wave method is very simple. It's like you aim to lose 10% of your body weight at a time because that's the amount that is going to uh, elicit these defense mechanisms. And when it comes to your body and when it comes to your business, the best time to fix a problem is actually before it happens in the first place. So this is why we actually take uh, diet breaks after you lose a bunch of weight off of your body. And then we, along with these diet breaks, we get back into cutting. We, we basically go through this wave method and we find that this is the best way to set a new baseline for your body weight. It takes a lot longer than the person trying to lose 30 pounds in six weeks for sure. But again, it helps you keep the weight off, which is the goal. All right. And the, the biggest problem that we see that exasperates these bodies defense mechanisms is people who have a lot of weight to lose. They try to lose it all in one shot. They try to psychologically just force discipline and willpower on themselves when they don't realize that their bodies are actually going to fight them at, at every turn and every corner. And they just, if they just approached it with a long-term view and applied this method, it would just be so much easier. All right. So once you know your body and its responses to weight loss, then your goal is to just mitigate these problems and to do and to actually lose weight in the smart way. So number three is you need to make whatever diet that you're on sustainable, all right? If your methods are not sustainable, then your results are not going to be sustainable, okay? So this is why so many people choose like things like keto and IF, and they may work for about two to three months, but after about two to three months, they get either sick of it or they find it too restrictive or they keep on doing it they're not seeing the same results and then just things slowly creep back on from there so so many people choose exciting extremes over just boring monotonous moderation and there is evidence to suggest that even just like modest like super modest dietary changes they will produce better long-term results compared to the extreme ones so what do what do these modest ones look like? It, uh, so one of them was like my uh, one of my clients, super super author. Uh, he actually just went on a press tour with one of the biggest freaking movie stars on the planet. I, I, and I, I kept on asking him, "How's how's this guy? <laughs> what, what is he like in this?" Because he's one of my favorite movie stars, and I was just geeking out. But he had done press tours before, and during his press tours, he would just. Uh, binge eat due to the stress and he would have binge drinking sessions. He would have multiple drinks. And every single time during his press tours for his own books, he would just feel super tired and he would just feel super lethargic. During this press tour, which was, which was very robust, they went everywhere from North America, except for Canada because of all the pandemic restrictions. And they went to um, UK, London, all that, all those places as well. It was it was a big push for this book. And he found that he had tons of energy, he had way more energy than he, he usually had. He was waking up fresh. And it was all because he just made some moderate changes. Instead of binge drinking, he only had maybe one to two drinks a night. Instead of binge eating, he had maybe tastes. He had like one portion of everything that he was eating. And he, he kept himself to these portions. And he didn't have the goal to try to take advantage of every single morsel of food and drink that was in front of his face. He practice moderation. This also leads to the idea that you need to have something that you personally prefer. So, so many people spend so much time thinking like, what is the best diet for them that they never really stop to ask themselves, okay, so what is a diet that I enjoy the most? What if it included all of my favorite things in moderation? Would that be more conducive to me 
sticking to it rather than trying to overhaul my entire lifestyle and do some hyper restrictive things, whether it's like get rid of red meat or stop eating carbs or, you know, fast for 24 hours, whatever it is. There is evidence to suggest that dietary adherence and long-term results are way better among those who actually allow for more personal preference. So this is one of the reasons why I actually put out an Instagram reel where we get entrepreneurs to purposely eat their favorite foods and understand that their favorite foods are so neutral. It is their, it is them themselves that they have to control around their favorite foods rather than the foods themselves. So the great news is that zero diets have actually separated themselves as better for weight loss when the calories are equated. So the best diet that you can stick to is the one that you can actually stick to. Here's the next pillar, second last pillar right here, which is you need to keep yourself honest, right? What do I mean by keeping yourself honest? This is the A when it comes to the abs system. It is to assess what you measure is what you manage. So many entrepreneurs I know, they will track their sales every single day. They'll track their income every single day, but they will not even want to track their weight whatsoever. So of the people who actually lose weight and keep it off in the long term, research has actually demonstrated that a common trait is having some form of assessment, whether that's frequently weighing yourself, whether that's uh, measuring out your waistline whether that is even measuring out your foods. I mean, there needs to be some form that keeps some action that keeps you honest. And uh, this actually reminds me of a story. We were sitting down, Linda and I were sitting down at this uh, dinner table with this French couple, older older couple. Uh, The wife was about 65. The husband was about 70 always kept themselves in shape. This, this, uh, her name is Alex and she actually is part owner of, uh, this place that we love to go to in Osara, Costa Rica, which is called the Gilda de Guana. Great hotel down there. And Alex told us, she was like, she's a girl. She's actually like 65 years old, but she does not look it. She looks incredible for her age. And I can't, and I, I've told her that to her face as well. And Alex told us, she's like, hey, I I weigh myself every single day. This is the way I keep myself honest. Now, some people will look at this and be like, oh my God, like you're being so neurotic over your weight. Well, no, it's like people think that tracking your weight and doing all this stuff is like leading to, will lead to disorders. And it could too in some people, quite frankly, it could. But the thing is, is that if we can actually just see data for what it is and not be emotional about the data and see it as a sign to improve or a sign to keep things going, just like we do with our businesses, then once we get unemotional with the data, then we can actually move forward and do the actions necessary to get us to where we need to be. So you need to have some form of keeping yourself honest, not some form of measurement. We get our clients to weigh themselves every single day. And yes, there is sometimes the eventual uh, psychological tie to the scale itself. But over time, they see it as data and they don't, they don't get emotional about it. You can only get over these fears and these anxieties by, by doing it enough times. And here's the last pillar, which is, to, which is you need to actually restrain the brain, all right? So to lose weight, you need to practice some form of restraint. And this can actually alert, look in the form of uh, moderation, like we were talking about before, whether it's like counting your calories, low carb, low fat, intermittent fasting, uh, or sticking to even just like three meals a day, you got to restrict something, right? You need to choose a form of restriction that actually feels least restrictive for you. And restriction may seem like this negative term, but you have to understand that we're living in a society and we're living in the world 
where you can actually get the best meal to your door in one hour. The abundance of food and the abundance of crap food that we have that's readily available to us to eat, it is everywhere. So there actually needs to be some form of restraint. And I put this on my Twitter. It's like, don't talk to me about self-mastery until you can actually control the foods that go into your mouth. This is like the most basest form of mastery, which is to be able to control the deposits that you make or even the withdrawals that you make from your body and choose the ones that best serve you. So there has to be some form of cognitive restraint, all right? And it seems like this is going to vary from one individual to another in regards to the perception of effort, but you got to find what works for you and what is easiest to adhere to. So again, let me summarize what we just talked about. So Pillar number one is you got to evolve yourself. You got to choose a new identity. Number two is you need daily activity. You need some form of daily activity, not to burn calories, but to help your body and your hormones. You need to understand your body's defense mechanisms and really go about losing weight the smart way, which is what we talked about in the wave method. You need to make your diet sustainable and preferential. You need to actually... The best diet that you can follow is the one that you actually prefer to follow. You need some form of keeping yourself on, some form of assessment, all right? You need to be able to measure, to manage what you measure. And you also need to have some form of restraint when it comes to the abundance of foods that are in front of us, some form of restraint, okay? You need to restrain the brain. You need to have some cognitive mastery over what you put into your body and these things, I throw them to you and you're like, okay, so what the fuck do I do with all this stuff now? And you know what? That's a, that's a really good question. One thing I would suggest is to focus on one at a time and focus at the top first, which is who am I trying to be as a result of losing this weight? And afterwards, just go down these pillars. And we we have to look at weight loss as sometimes a year or even multi-year effort, not just to help you lose the weight, but to adopt the lifestyles and habits that we need to keep the weight off. And I always say that the, the long road is the fastest path. So if you try to choose the fast road every single time, if you try to shortcut your business and shortcut your body, guess what? It's going to fall in your face every single time. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to ba- basically be just a, a huge disappointment when you don't get the results that you that you really think that you should especially when you try fast methods so go the long route it's the fastest way and i hope you got some value out of this podcast if you did please uh leave it a five-star review uh share with your friends uh share with everyone that you know who has gone through this yo-yo weight gain weight loss cycle and uh, i'll see you on the next one my friend take care and talk soon If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe on whichever platform you're tuning in from. Help Dan and the rest of the team get the word out to more entrepreneurs like yourself and leave an honest review for the show. It would mean the world to us if you can help in those two ways. Dan reviews all the feedback on the show, so we can't wait to hear what you've got for us. This show is made for your benefit, so be sure to reach out if you have any ideas on topics that we can cover on the show or people we should interview. You're listening to the High Performance Founder Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Yeah. Yeah,